Welcome to the recap, the part of Pastoring Out Loud, where we recap the previous week's sermon. This last week was Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, no cap, on the recap. Does anybody know what that means? No cap on the recap? Yeah. Yeah. Ethan thinks it's funny. I don't know what that means. he actually understands what it means. Maybe we'll take that someplace in the actual episode. Uh, Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. Is this the most important chapter in the Bible, Dave? It's a, it's a good one. It's a really good one. This one or Romans 8. If Ephesians 2 and Romans 8 went into the octagon together mm. and only one could emerge as the best chapter in the Bible, which one wins? I don't know. That's a lot of love in one ring. There's a lot of love <laughs> in one ring. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. There's They're a lot both of bu- good. There's a lot Romans, of but God in there. Romans yeah. 8 is uh, maybe a little bit more comprehensive. All encompassing. Maybe, maybe it, it deals with, you know, suffering and yeah. things like that. On top, this deals more with our, you know, our state of sinfulness. Yeah, yeah. This feels more situational, especially with the next portion you're going to preach. Yep. Like, here's the situation of the church. Yep. Romans 8 feels more existential. Right. Like this is what, like how you feel about being freed in Christ and how that affects your Christian living. But, yeah. So walk us through El Situation-O of <laughs> Ephesians 2. Well, the... I don't know if that was the, the correct endings for Spanish or Portuguese. Certainly wasn't. Probably the, not. The sermon... What is going on, guys? <laughs> Still talking over there. Uh, the sermon <laughs> was just... Uh, pretty simple. I mean, you said it before we got on recording here. It's a pretty simple outline. The breaks are pretty clear. Uh, so verses 1 to 3 is just who we were. Uh, we were dead in our trespasses and sins, uh, walking in them, doing what seems most natural in the world, which is, you know, walking in a way that opposes God, whether, you know, whether really flamboyantly and, you know, or really subtly, you know, it's not both are, both are happening all the time in the world. Um, Satan's at work and that influences everywhere. Talked about, you know, in, in first John where it talks about the, the picture first John five is him rocking the world to sleep in his arms, shushing the world to sleep as a world to, to keep them blind to the gospel. Um, and then carrying out those things so that we deserve wrath, you know? So I talked about it being a happy partnership uh, between our sin, our sinful selves, and Satan. Uh, I actually thought about that last night at Stone's football game when Remy started crying and Kelly's like, shh, 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 oh. like quieting her. I was like, oh man, that's what Dave said. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh. that's right. So, well, continue. Don't, don't, don't. Th- that's just what the analogy was, Daniel. Don't draw it to its conclusions. <laughs> that's right. I don't draw conclusions from many things. Go ahead. So just, uh, I said, I said at the end of that section that the two things we could see really clearly was the hopeless situation we were in, in our sin, under the power of our own flesh and the devil and the, the kind of the whole world uh, going that way and our, our inability to help ourselves um, because our, our minds and our bodies, our whole selves were all in. So then verses four to nine, just really talk about what God did. Um, so I said, what did he do? And I went to verses five to seven and said, he used all that resurrection power 
from chapter 1 to unite us to Christ and to make us alive together with Christ by grace. And not only that, but raise us up and seat us with Christ in the heavenly places. So we're with him there. And then from now through all eternity, he's just going to show us his kindness as we're raised up and with Christ. So that's what he did. I said, um, how did he do it? You know, what manner did he do it in? All by grace, uh, as a gift. So our, our faith, everything is a gift from God. Uh, so that, you know, the analogy I used is, you know, on a Christmas morning or a birthday when someone gives you a gift, you don't then stand up and do a monologue about how awesome you were to receive it. You thank the giver. And that's the point here. Paul says, you know, this is not of your own doing. It's yeah. a gift of God, not yeah. of works that no one should boast, but rather by grace through faith that we should worship. Yeah. I talked to somebody after the sermon who uh, mentioned um, how your illustrations really popped. Um, no cap. Like, it was really, I think. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about, well man, done. but that's good. Thanks. Uh, so they, maybe, maybe there were just more of them than normal, even. So just different illustrations to hang the various content. Off. Sure. Any observations, questions, resistances to the sermon? Nick, Stacy. Well, after having just been in Nick's Sunday school class on Union with Christ, it was just like a great... Excuse me? Continue. Oh, okay. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> I, I heard this feedback from like four or I, five people. I would, it was just such a great like follow-up to the class. Um, and just seeing it right in the passage so clearly, like mm-hmm. it being in Christ, seated with him, just all of that. It was just a big amen to what we had heard before that. So it was a good prep work for the sermon. Good. Yeah, and I something that hit me kind of fresh while you were preaching is um, <clears throat> verse nine, not a result of works that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship mm-hmm. created for good works. Mm-hmm. So is the is the workmanship in verse ten, we being his workmanship, is that the new the new birth? Is that being made alive? New creation. You know, like the I mean the idea is I mean the word there I think is I think the Greek word's poema, if I'm remembering it is, right. Is that yeah, right? Workmanship. So it's the idea poema. of like workmanship uh, some people want to say, you know, we're God's poem. You know, he's he's writing our story when they take it more uh, literally that way. But yeah, the idea of we're this we've been created into this new identity, this new reality Mm -hmm. for something new. Right. So is that like analogous, that workmanship, the same as like second Corinthians five, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Well, I think what's analogous is that it's created in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're a new creation. This is emphasizing, I think, God does the work. Yep. You know what I mean? Versus mm-hmm. we do the work. So God did the work to create you yep. so that you can now do some, go do some stuff that he yeah. created for you. Not a result of works, Aragon, yeah. mm-hmm. but created in Christ Jesus for good works, Kalos, Aragon. So it's a, uh, yeah, definitely a play on words. So mm-hmm. my question, a technical question, uh, for by grace you've been saved through faith and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. What is the this and the it? In verse eight, is it the faith? Is it the grace? I asked is him it this both? before. And how do you know? Yeah, I mean, i I think it's I think it's the idea, and the reason I think that is that the article that fronts it uh, doesn't actually. So articles in Greek need to match, right? They're supposed to match yep. um, what they go with. 
And this doesn't necessarily match either of those that it goes with, Mm-mm. which signals yeah. with the neuter article that it's probably like a, a concept or a phrase or an idea. Um, and so I think that that's the technical reason I'd lean yeah. that way. The other reason I'd lean that way is getting at what Nick said. Um, you know, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. So I think that creation has new birth kind of understandings. So if I go to somewhere like First John 5, yep. and it says uh, that those who have been born again believe. Yep. So that the new birth, the creation comes before the belief. Yeah, making, regeneration, making, then faith. Making even that a gift yep. of God. Yep, it's good. Yeah, the I do think that the technical reason, the the this being neuter, a pronoun that's neuter, yep. for grace and yep. then for faith, which are both feminine Correct. endings. Yep. Um, so the whenever you have a pronoun that's neuter, uh, the way that it works in Greek, even today, Yep. is that it can be a grab for multiple things, a full idea, such right. that the grace is a gift and the faith is a gift that gives you access to the grace. And Paul, and Paul, more than other authors in the New Testament, is pretty particular with his articles. And so when he does something like that, he, you... I call him particular. Yes. Paul, Paul-ticular? Particular. Articular. I know, articles. he tried to take it a step okay. further. Sorry, go ticular get it. Um, he was trying good effort. Don't look at me that way. But, um, I think so that when he doesn't line them up that way, you notice. Yeah. Yeah. You notice. Yeah. It's, it's definitely outside the norm. Right. Uh, As you're going. Anything else about Ephesians 2, 1 through 10? This pillar of a text. It's a great sermon, man. Yeah. Really appreciate it. It was also only 28 minutes, which meant it was like really punchy. Like there was a, really? it was like, it landed mm-hmm. like a successive weight. Boom, boom, boom. So mm. I think a, wow. a lot of people. Good for me. That. Good for you. That's right. <laughs> well, I feel great about myself right now. So it's good, good news. 28 minutes. I don't know if I've ever preached a 28 minute sermon in my life. I have once. <laughs> <laughs> Last Sunday. <laughs> One time. Well, thanks Dave. All right. Uh, looking forward to Ephesians. 2.11 and following, and even like, I mean, both are huge texts, but Ephesians yep. 2.11 is Hashtag stunning. unity in Christ. Stunning. Looking forward to it. Thanks again.